0: The SEC hasn't surprised us at all. Alabama, Georgia, a couple weeks from now, we don't have to talk about the SEC anymore until then. But thankfully, the Big 12, the Pac 12, and hey, even the Mountain West have come along to help us out. This is sixth year seniors. Come after me. I'm
1: a man. I'm 40. I'm tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here. This week. That's why I got a college school. That's why I was an All-American in Michigan. i call my names all over
0: the world, but it's, over the it's Division One football. It's a Big 12. I've so many ways to make i it up. Go play in a
1: I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. There's only one way. There's only one way
0: yeah. Mikey, how you doing?
1: I'm all right. Uh, I, I somehow survived the weekend. As we we have some chats late Saturday night. I, I had to get my stomach pumped, but uh, but everything's good. I'm all right, and uh, and, and we're here. We're here. We're talking college football. Basketball started. I watched my favorite team play basketball on Sunday. It was a happening. We're we're coming down to the nitty gritty, buddy. You know, one more football season in the can for six year seniors. We're uh, we're doing it big. So so wait,
0: so you had to have your stomach pumped. I fell out of bed this weekend.
1: <laughs>
0: are, are we just getting too old for this shit? I think so. Because I'm 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 telling you, I, I falling out of bed it's fun at the moment, but, uh, that hurts.
1: It was, we'll get to, we'll get to my stupidity, uh, later because I, I had the, I had the joint to myself this weekend and made it a happening out of the back patio. And oh, bachelor shit, time. Shit predictably went awry and we'll talk to that in a little bit.
0: All right. Well, before we get to that, let's talk about some football and the expected Oh, Michigan 24, Penn State 15, mortgage play winner. Could it have been any easier? Could it have been any simpler for the Michigan Wolverines?
1: It played out pretty much exactly how we thought it was going to play out. It played out really similar to the Ohio State game, Yeah, where Ohio State just, just ground out Penn State's life over four quarters. And by the fourth quarter, it was like, okay, we know who the better team is here. There's really no doubt. Michigan running the ball for 30 whatever plays it was in a road in the game was actually 32 funny. was the official tally good god I thought JJ McCarthy was the first round NFL draft pick high from trophy contender all this stuff you're not letting him throw the ball what what the hell
0: he and Tyler Van Dyke
1: we'll talk about TVD a little bit too but Michigan's defense just just controls the game i saw an interesting stat on Penn State if you look at their score their scoring offense is like top 15 in the nation believe it or not but their yards per play is a hundred and second Wow it's wild. and it's really absolutely yeah it's it's that and it it's and it, it's a testament to their defense for setting up Penn State in good situations I think Penn State's a good football team but they have no juice on the offensive side of the ball. And and Drew Aller, he may be good at some point uh, in the near future, but he's not there yet. And that's that's not a knock on Drew Aller. There's a lot of guys that come right in and can can make plays and throw the ball over the yard as a freshman and and young guys and all this stuff. The Big Ten prioritizes defense a little more than the other leagues, and it, it gets cold, it gets windy, all this stuff. But Drew Aller at some point, is going to have to make a play. I was wondering if it was going to be on Saturday. If he tried, it didn't work. Michigan was it controlled that game for 60 minutes. It was never in question. Well, it also didn't help that James
0: Franklin came out and immediately showed his cards that he felt they were the underdog and he felt that they had to do tricks and trades just to stay in the game.
1: Chasing points in the second quarter is yep. stupid. Just yep. saying. As soon as that happened, I'm like, the game's over with. That's one of the examples. The other
0: was they, they went for it on fourth down a couple of drives earlier and failed. Yep. And it's like, come on, if you think you're in Michigan's league, kick the field goal, know that you'll be there again. And speaking Exa- of, exactly. be there again. The monstrosity that was the Michigan celebration after the victory was just too much. <laughs> Play like you've been there before. (laughs) I mean, I know a lot of it is like just giving the middle finger to the NCAA about the Harbaugh suspension. But come on, act like you've been there
1: before. Did you see the -the over-the-top tweet from the Michigan president about thanks for all the reaching out and support during this difficult time and all this stuff?
0: Wait, you think there was a mass shooting or
1: something? You'd think that. If you were to show the tweet to somebody who doesn't follow college football at all, you would have thinking there was a big tragedy on campus. It was ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. I think the suspension is stupid, and, and I know that Charles Woodson and Desmond Howard have publicly called him out for their Michigan guys, but I don't blame them. I think it's a load of crap. I but love whatever, how they did care. it on
0: Friday night when they knew that Michigan couldn't get an injunction in time. While me.
1: Michigan was on the plane flying to Pennsylvania. <laughs> it came I'm, out while they were on the plane for God's I'm sake.
0: Good move by the NCAA there. When you know when you know that you've got a losing argument, you may as well keep that losing
1: argument valid for as long as possible. Absolutely, and the trade-off on it, and, and when you're talking about you know st- uh, the losing argument as long as possible, I'm going to flip the script here, and I'm going to uh, credit to to faux Polini on uh, on Twitter, uh, hilarious Nebraska account. He said this weekend, and this is I mean this is NCAA the classic NCAA. NCAA can take away all the banners it wants, all right? The Fab 5 has banners somewhere hiding in a in a closet on campus at Michigan. The, The Louisville NCAA Championship banner from 2013 is stashed away in a closet somewhere on campus. You can take them down, but you can never take away a championship. Everybody knows what happened if they win. So, Michigan... Reggie Bush
0: has Wendy's commercials mocking the fact that he doesn't have a
1: Heisman anymore. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. And here's the deal. Michigan, they don't have to be not guilty. They just have to be not guilty for eight more weeks. That's not it. that.
0: I don't think the NCAA has any control over the bowl system. That's Fair why... Point. The suspension is for only the regular season. It's not even for the Big Ten title game. It's and stupid. And I think the NCAA knows they don't have any control over it, and that's why they wrote it that way.
1: If Michigan can get through it and they and they win whatever, they can put up whatever. And then if it comes out, who gives a shit after that? It's stupid. The whole thing's stupid. It's It's great content. It's hilarious content. It's it's so long as both teams take care of business next weekend, the Michigan-Ohio State game in two weeks is going to be highest of comedy. I am there for it. I never thought in my lifetime that I would be this excited about a Michigan-Ohio State game, but my god, they've freaking gone off and done it. I'm I'm jacked for it. Credit to the rivalry for stepping their game up after after the Iron Bowl had taken their spot as the best rivalry in college football for the last decade. Michigan and Ohio State, they've delivered the last two seasons. They're back, baby. I love it. Let's uh let's keep it rolling and, and Fox is just swimming in the money. All of this kind of drama and soap opera crap or why they're consolidating the conferences so the networks can manipulate more storylines so they can draw more eyeballs to the product on big noon Saturday and all that other crap. Bottom line, that's what it is. Well, I guess that's gonna be one good thing about consolidating the
0: divisions in the one giant Big Ten Conference. At least we don't have to worry about the Big Ten West anymore.
1: Jesus or at least the teams that are within it at this moment. All right, so, so we've got Washington and Oregon and, and UCLA and USC coming in. How, and like I said, it's, it's, we have more interesting characters to build the soap operas around. What, what kind of TV character? We're just writing off. We're just writing off Illinois and, and Northwestern. We're writing off and the 14.
0: entire Big Ten West as we know it right now.
1: We're not writing off Iowa because they're they're a comedy character that we can bring in for comedy relief. I mean, this is this is like when uh, uh there was the kid on the Brady Bunch that just came in and then disappeared and then oh yeah there the, was, the cousin uh,
0: the cousin the cousin yeah, yeah.
1: I, I'm trying I'm trying to think some other uh, some other great TV characters that were just unexplicably written off and just disappeared with no with no reason whatsoever. That's what's going to happen to the bottom half of the Big Ten, and I, I ain't gonna lie, sign me up for it. I, and I don't want to get too off the subject here uh, as far
0: as main highlights because this is not a main highlight. But, you know, of course, Iowa beat Rutgers 22-0. They've now clinched the West. The next five teams in the West are all 3-4 and four in conference and 5-5 five and five overall. All I ask right now is that whoever wins this week among those teams wins the next week as well. So we have as few teams from that division as,
1: Getting six wins and we have to watch them in a ball game. That, that's a fair call. I, I realized this after the fact. I don't think I said the I, I had Iowa written down on my Northwestern on my, on my can finish last second
0: week. that division now.
1: <laughs> I had Iowa on the card last week when I was recording from the bomb shelter, and I forgot to say it on the on the air. I should have been seven and two last week. It was a good week. Yeah, we both had a great week. Yeah, I uh, was six and four.
0: You were six and two. We'll crow about that on Wednesday. We sure will. Let's get back to main event football. Washington beats Utah 35-28. Little sketchy toward the end, but they and Oregon both survive and now look to be headed to the Pac-12 title game unless Oregon State or even Arizona stands up and pulls an upset.
1: Oregon State, in their in their last uh, their last defy act of defiance with the Pac twelve, could really uh <laughs> be, be the monkey in the wrench this week, To say they,
0: they really can't. They finished the season with Washington and Oregon. And the line right now, shockingly, is Oregon minus one hosting Washington. Ooh. I don't understand that line, but it's one of those things. Vegas doesn't make giant skyscrapers in the middle of a desert by making lines that don't make sense.
1: Absolutely.
0: But this week, Washington beats Utah. Penix throws for three thirty-two. And a pair of touchdowns. Poor Alfonso Tupatala returns an interception 76 yards, only to drop the ball on the one-yard line. It wasn't even the one. He dropped it in the two-yard line. Yeah, The the ball stopped rolling at the one. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good grief. What are you doing? We've seen this enough times. What are we doing, people? This is so stupid. And and uh, at least two,
0: maybe three of his teammates ran right past the ball before a uh, a Utah guy, of course. Yeah. rains runs up to it and covers it at the
1: one. The teammates could have been heroes, picked it up and ran it in the end zone. Yeah, that's true. One-yard fumble return. Yeah. Touchdown. And then, of course, you know, they, they bailed him out. Safety on the very next play. And I think that was, was that the final score of the game? That yeah, was, yeah. I think it was, yeah. <laughs>
0: So Washington's now 10-0 for the for only the second time ever. First time was 1991 when they shared the
1: title with Miami of Florida.
0: You know, Steve, pre-playoffs. Was Steve,
1: was Steve Entman on that team? Am I remembering that right? That could be. That'd be about that time. I can't remember if he was a defensive end, defensive tackle. He was a, he was a big boy. Why up with the Colts? I remember that.
0: And then Oregon beat USC 36-27. Bo Nix, 4-12 and four touchdowns. And that Oregon defense held Caleb Williams just one touchdown pass. How's that for a Heisman Trophy winner?
1: Uh, yeah, way, way, way to go, Caleb Williams. I don't think he's going to repeat this year. I felt like Oregon kind of took their foot off the gas in the second half a little bit. Kind of let USC hang around. But So USC now
0: got to officially be a disappointment at 7-4. and four. They got no shot at getting into the Pac-12 title game, having lost to both Washington and Oregon now.
1: Oh, yeah, they're, absolute, they're absolutely a disappointment. Uh, I said in the preseason that USC would figure out a way to win and win the last Pac-12. I didn't think it would be the other two uh, Pac-12 teams that are leaving that would uh, be playing in the conference title game. But here we are, Oregon and Washington. I love it. Well, let's Y'all, not let's, let's so fast,
0: as they say. Stick to the fast, script, to the script all Yeah, right? let, let's stick to the script. We'll get to possible crazy stuff later in the show. Okay. Georgia defeats Mississippi 52-17, pretty much what we expected. Georgia pretty much mm. covers the
1: total all by themselves.
0: First-half shootout turns into a second-half round. We've seen
1: this game before. Georgia kicked the crap out of Ole Miss, man. Good grief. Ole Miss got on the board right out of the gate, and it's like, oh, okay, Georgia slow start, all this stuff, and it was just, no. Nah. I think I saw – I saw some – and this is unconfirmed. Somebody said that Ole Miss – did not touch the quarterback for Georgia the entire game. Holy cow! Like literally did not put a finger no, not on even him. a hand. Wow. Yeah. Well, that would okay. That would mean Beck never ran the ball then. That could be. Now, I, 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 again, I don't know if they were just talking to Beck. I don't know if he scrambled. I do not know. I have no huh. idea. interesting. Brock Bowers returned
0: just 26 days after surgery. Caught three passes for 34 yards.
1: So another bullet back in the gun of the Bulldogs. I didn't see that happening because, you know, I think a cold night, they probably really didn't need him. They're like, oh, what the hell? We've got this tank on the sideline here. Let's just throw him in and see what we can do. Do some damage and ready to roll.
0: Uh, And on the Mississippi side, Jackson Dart was knocked out of the game in the third quarter. Lane Kiffin said after the game that Dart could have returned But since the game was officially over the total and Ole Miss couldn't cover the spread, there was no need for him to go back in.
1: Did he mention the spread? (laughs) No, no. Okay. Since since it was Lane Kiffin, I had to, I had to ask. I had
0: to ask. Finally, a game that probably nobody saw until they looked up on the internet Sunday morning. Hawaii. Defeats Air Force 27 13. Hey, look at here. The Mountain West is wide open again. Wide open. Air Force coughed up another four turnovers, including three interceptions by a pair of quarterbacks. Zach Lehrer didn't play, but that meant that Air Force completed three passes to their guys and three passes to Hawaii guys. Oof. No bueno. We'll talk about it a little bit more later in the show, but Fresno, Boise, even San Jose State are now also in play
1: along with UNLV. My God. Yeah, we'll get get more into it in a little while.
0: And the reason we're saving some time is because the Big 12 has created the ultimate matrix of doom. Uh, Mikey, tell the listeners what you were telling me prior to us pushing record.
1: Okay, so so sometimes we get the monkeys in the truck to do this stuff, but since I'm a sadist, given my, you know, voluntary activities on Saturday night, I'm clearly a sadist. Um, I, I, I dove in and started mining the Big 12 Matrix of Doom this afternoon, as of this recording. Taking into account West Virginia and Texas Tech, there are eight teams that mathematically have a shot of... At least tying for second place and a slot in the Big 12 title game. There are 4,100 different variations of game finishes that can happen between now and the Big 12 title game that would determine who plays in that game. It's a shit show. There are five-way tiebreakers. There may be. There may even be a six-way tiebreak. Well, not for the title. I have. To, I, I still have some data in mind on this. I've got a, I've got combinations where Kansas makes the Big 12 title game somehow after what they did this weekend. It's, it's 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 wild. It's uh it's no holds barred. We're going to talk about it more on Wednesday.
0: And the reason for all that is because Oklahoma State uh, there, there was no monkey, there was no ranch. They just didn't show up at all. They lost to Central Florida 45 to 3.
1: Didn't Kansas State beat Oklahoma State like forty-eight to nothing last year? Oh, last year uh, uh, a result like a result like this sounds familiar for Oklahoma State. You could this is like the letdown game of all letdown games. After they beat Oklahoma in the final bedlam game, at least for now.
0: Oh, dude, they go out and lay
1: the biggest egg. Yeah, they
0: lost at Kansas State last year, forty-eight nothing.
1: Okay. Same thing. Same sort of effort here. Just absolute garbage. Brutal. Ollie Gordon, leading
0: rusher in the nation. 12 carries, 25 yards. Come on. And Alan Bowman threw as many interceptions as the Air Force quarterbacks did later in the night.
1: <laughs> Central Florida has done anything but impress in their Big 12... Uh, season debut and to do come out and do this after what Oklahoma state had done the prior week and the position that the Cowboys had put themselves in towards the big 12 title game impressive performance by UCF. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but that's a total just shit the bed performance by Gundy's, uh, pokes. That's brutal.
0: So at that point, Oklahoma state had dropped to two losses and really put the big 12 title game back in play for a lot of teams. Oklahoma knocks off West Virginia 59-20, and the Sooners are back in the chase. Dylan Gabriel threw for 423 yards, five touchdowns. He also had three rushing touchdowns.
1: I was hoping that West Virginia would uh, would give him a little more fight, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen.
0: Kansas State beat Baylor. They're back in the hunt. Will Howard threw three touchdown passes, became the all-time leading touchdown passing leader at Kansas State. Iowa State beat BYU at night, 45-13, no problem in Provo for them. For all the trouble and all the shit that we gave Iowa State earlier this year, you know, especially around all the gambling issues they had, the Cyclones even have a chance right now with a big game coming
1: up this week against Texas. One, they kicked the crap out of BYU. I know BYU's down this year, but that was an impressive uh, impressive performance uh, by the Cyclones. They ran all over them. Going through the matrix of death, I was surprised at how many times Iowa State kept popping up down the, down the board there. So the game this week against Texas is massive for them. Iowa State can put themselves in sneaky good position if they can pull an upset this week.
0: And we're going to see if Quinn Ewers is really any good. Because, one, the game's at Iowa State. Two, Texas is going to be without leading rusher Jonathan Brooks. Tore his ACL in Texas's 29-26 victory over TCU.
1: Just brutal. Brutal loss there for Texas with Jonathan Brooks being out. He was so, so key to the offense. TCU hanging around as much as they did. Didn't have that one on the docket Saturday night. But Texas barely able to. To, to stave off the horned frogs, they were able to run the clock out after TCU got close. But yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure this out. That Iowa State game up in Ames is gonna be a big deal.
0: When you don't have to plot and plan for Jonathan Brooks, and you can focus on Quinn Ewers, who who looked decent in his comeback. He looked bad? No, absolutely not. Yeah, but that that's one less big package that Iowa State doesn't have to worry absolutely. about. CJ Baxter, freshman, is the next man up.
1: They'll be, they'll be able to plug and play at some extent, but, but Jonathan Brooks was a game-changer, and, and that's a big, big-time loss for the Horns.
0: Yeah, not only his rushing ability, but he catched the ball out of the back. Yep, absolutely. So let's head back to the Pac-12. Talk about what could be also a matrix of doom. The chances are slimmer than the Big 12. But Arizona beat Colorado 34-31 on a last-second field goal. That pushes them into third place
1: in the Pac-12. That's wild, by the way, because I re- we were having conversations five weeks ago about the tiers in the Pac-12. And A- I remember your comment was Arizona might be the best team in the bottom tier. They ain't in the bottom tier no more. <laughs> <isn't>. They're third <laughs> place in the league, baby.
0: I thought at best they'd be about seventh place. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And 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 that was fine. And at the time, it was like, great. That's a good season for Arizona. They fired it up. I'm not going to sit here and claim that beating Colorado at the gun is any big, great shakes. But Arizona just continues to win, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal for the Wildcats. They have not been this good in a long time.
0: Yeah, it was a classic Colorado defensive anti-stand. Jonathan Coleman ran for 179 yards. Arizona ate up the last five minutes on an 11-play, 67-yard drive. And I love this. Montana Lamonius Craig, who played for Colorado until this year, caught a late pass, went down intentionally at the one-yard line, allowing Arizona to run the clock down for the final field goal. Now, if he, was at Col- color- if he was at Colorado, yeah, he
1: would have ran in. He, he would have run it all the way and left and left, left time on the clock right down the field.
0: Put his wrist in the air, got a 15-yard Yeah, Yeah, yeah running in and
1: got the penalty, <laughs> absolutely. no, that, That's fantastic. Uh, all the guys, that, hilarious, that, you know, guys, Dion runs out, one of them comes back and bite him in the ass. That's fantastic. So they've got a shot.
0: They need Oregon State to lose to Washington, then beat Oregon. And then have Oregon State be the next best team in the standings because Arizona holds the tiebreaker. Arizona and Oregon have not played. So the next tiebreaker is record against the next best team in the division. Arizona has beaten Oregon State. And, of course, Oregon State would have beaten Oregon, which gives Arizona the tiebreaker over Oregon if Oregon State is the next best team in the conference. Got it. So there'll be a quiz after the show.
1: <laughs>
0: That'd be phenomenal. If we could somehow get Arizona into the Pac-12 title game and Iowa State into the Big 12 title game.
1: Or Kansas into the Big or
0: 12 title game. Yeah, or Kansas. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you're saying
1: Kansas has got a chance still. That, they, like I said, out, out of the fi- – 5,000 results. That, uh, now, again, I said there's 4,100 combinations. That means there's but times two because there's two, there's two teams in the title game. So it's like of the 8,200 combinations, Kansas was in 16 games that, that I had gotten to so far. <laughs> so again, I still have to the me there's the rest a chance. The <laughs> telling me there's a chance. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking
0: about it, and uh, we haven't heard about Jalen Daniels in a while. I wonder how
1: his no. back's doing. We sort of skimmed over that in the Big 12 rundown. Texas Tech upset Kansas with a field goal at the gun in Lawrence. After Bean got hurt early, the backup came in, wasn't horrible, but just couldn't really get the offense going. Did, uh, Did rally to tie the game in the closing minutes, but Texas Tech... Ran a fantastic two-minute drill to go right back down the field and win the game of the gun. Huge upset for the Red Raiders, which keeps them alive in the Big 12 Matrix of Doom. So we'll uh, again, we'll, we'll follow up on that more on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, Kansas shot themselves in the foot earlier. They yeah. went for it on downs, and I believe it was the Texas Tech 31 and the 1, and came away with zero points on those two positions. Mm. And, and that's when they were only down 10 nothing. If they'd scored even
1: once there... You'd look be looking at a Kansas victory.
0: Heck, if they converted two field goals, that would have been enough to con- give them a victory.
1: Yep, maybe you get to overtime. Anything, yeah.
0: Sometimes you're a little too aggressive,
1: but usually not.
0: I'd say yeah, but uh, James Franklin, we're not talking about you. <laughs> so if somehow you do not make the Pac-12 title game or the Big 12 title game, or you're an SEC team that is not Alabama or Georgia. Or, well, or,
1: to... <laughs> or, or or you're the Big Ten West representative and shouldn't show up to no, your no, conference championship the... game. No, no no no. If you're any if you're any of those teams, they hit up do our girl not Wendy deserve
0: Prater. a vacation. They do not deserve a vacation. <laughs> Anyone if you're else, any though? of those,
1: if you're any of those teams, hit up our girl Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She will take care of your next awesome getaway. Whether you you hit a Caribbean beach, all-inclusives, get out on a boat in the middle of the ocean and forget about everything, all major cruise lines, all-inclusives, Disney World, Universal, California, Florida, all that stuff, hit her up, she can take care of your next awesome getaway. Custom-made itineraries for you and your traveling crew, should you book with her, she'll tell you what to do, what not to do, where to be, when not to be there, all that stuff. Find her on social media. WP Magic Journeys on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. She doesn't have TikTok, as far as I know, Bob. But, but maybe you might want to check there. I have no idea. Find her though. Fantastic trip planning. We'll take care of your next awesome getaway. Wendy Prater, Magical Journeys Travels. She makes the plans. You make the memories. Tell her you heard her about here on Sixty or Senior. She'll give you twenty five dollars off your next trip discount.
0: Which, by the way, is more points than Iowa has scored in like the last three weeks. I think. <laughs> You, you remember when,
1: they, when the when the points on a poll was fun? I know. I stopped doing it because they they canned him. They announced they canned him, so the the match was over. They do the because they, they, they've
0: got to be at least oh seventy God. points behind now. <laughs> They'd have to do a Georgia Tech Cumberland thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Look that one up on Google, kids. Let's talk, talk about basketball. Too ugly,
1: putting the women and children to bed. Good grief, yeah.
0: Let's talk basketball, because basketball nerds will not be taking a vacation until early April now. First week's been fun, buddy. It has. It has. Opened up on opening night, opening night, James Madison shocks number 4 Michigan State as a 16.5-point dog. Then they pulled an epic comeback to beat Kent State in double overtime a few nights later. James Madison is giving us
1: basketball as well as football. That was bonkers. They were down five with like five seconds left, and, and tied the game on a three, and then an offensive foul, and then a beautiful set on the uh, on the inbound pass to get the layup at the buzzer. That was that was top notch.
0: Yeah, and that was just to get them to overtime, but that was fantastic. Yes, another crazy finish in Louisville. They escaped Maryland-Baltimore County. UMBC player rebounds the last-second shot by Louisville. Looks like they've won the game. But Trey White kind of rips the ball from underneath UMBC players' hands. The ball just kind of floats into the air. J.J. Trainer comes out of nowhere for the leaping, look what I found, alley-oop dunk to
1: win the game for Louisville. With, like, what, seven seconds left or whatever? It's pretty I mean. much a buzzer they had, shot, yeah. They had him. <laughs> BC had them and just lost it. It was awful.
0: And here's the fun thing. People are talking about AI and whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But the obviously artificial intelligence written Sports Illustrated article claimed with a byline by some dude named Matthew McGavick. Explain what. (laughs) uh, No, what. Trust me. It's a what. (laughs) We just told you how the game ended. The lead of this article says, Taking the court for the first time in 244 days, the Louisville men's basketball, men's basketball, not team, just men's basketball, tipped off the 2023-2024 regular season on the right side of the win-loss column, comma, squeaking past UMBC 94-93 in thrilling fashion Monday at the KFC Yum! Center. Did they miss a point here?!
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, and what's even funnier is how they describe what we just described. (laughs) On the ensuing Louisville possession, after a brief scrap for the ball following Trey White grabbing his own driving miss, that's not what happened, J.J. Trainer emerged in a paint with the ball and leapt for the go-ahead put-back dunk. How exactly did J.J. Trainer emerge in the paint with the ball if Trey White grabbed his own driving miss? Because sure,
1: yeah, that's that worked.
0: I this is so obviously AI written, and if of course this is Sports Illustrated, so you know we we all know what's happened to that piece of crap. That's now. too bad. Whatever they're paying Matthew McGavick, he's got a fool giving him money
1: oh absolutely
0: because it's obvious mcgavick did not put a single finger to a keyboard to write
1: this story and <laughs> got away with it my god and hey, if mr back, mcgavick
0: back, would go. like to have his ai writer confront me you know hey
1: i did the door's wide open i'll wait for the robot to arrive come after me i'm a man i'm 40 i'm a sports writer i'm 40 Hey, let me back up real fast. James Madison, um with their with their 2 and 0 start, they are ranked in the top 25 this week. You are kidding? They are football. Me. They're 25th. They're 25th in the nation. They are ranked in football and basketball. This is a Sunbelt school we're talking about. That's impressive. I'm sorry. No, no. They're 24th. They're 24th. I'm sorry. That's
0: impressive, and apparently their vo- their women's volleyball team is also very good. And I think they've got. I think
1: their men's soccer team is ranked too. Holy
0: cow, James! I Mattis. think the, I
1: think the list. I think the list of uh, the list of schools that have their their men's their men's basketball, their men's football, and their men's soccer team ranked right now is this: James Madison and the University of North Carolina. Uh-huh. And you can argue yeah, I I, about I whether the second one should, should have their football team ranked, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So wait a minute, the,
0: their men's soccer team is and their women's aren't? North Carolina? Um,
1: That wasn't the, it is ranked. That wasn't the stat I was thinking oh, about.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I was just saying, yeah, because yeah, their women are always really good, too.
1: So over on the West Coast,
0: St. Mary's opened their season with a 107-28 to 28 drubbing of Stanislaus State. Then knocked off a more reasonable opponent, New Mexico, 72-58 a couple days later. The coaches in the West Coast Conference have picked the Gales to win the title, but I'm pretty sure that's just a poke at Gonzaga because the Zags are probably leaving
1: the West Coast next year. Probably. I think I'll believe that when I see it, but we'll see.
0: Maryland lost a pair of games in the Roy Williams Invitational in Asheville. They lost to Davidson 64-61 in the opener, then lost to UAB on Sunday 66-63. Clemson
1: ended up winning the tournament, but a- uh, I love that you called it the Roy Williams Invitational unironically. That's totally not the name of the of the tournament. Oh that, God, that's, that's I thought it was. You, you it. told me it was. I tell you because it is. It's a it's a basketball tournament in Nashville, North Carolina. It's the Roy Williams goddamn Invitational. Or, or he wouldn't say that. He'd say the 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 freaking the freaking Roy Williams got. Uh, I can't even say it now. I, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Roy, Roy, get around like five cuss words. with Dag, the, dag, the Roy Williams Dagum Invitational, that's what it is. Well, you see, that, that's how much trust we have in our co-hosts
0: here, okay? Because, <laughs> because when I said that Lane Kiffin said that he didn't
1: keep that back <laughs> to you believe me? <laughs> I would I 100% believe you on that. You were 100% believed, uh, <laughs> believed that it was called the Roy Williams Invitational. I want to see what other kind of crap I could uh, sneak in
0: on. <laughs> okay, that's it. We're... We, the rest of the season now it's let's see how
1: gullible we can get each other to be <laughs> Oh you'll have me every single week't do worry about that
0: Nichols State beat LSU 6863 in Baton
1: Rouge yeah
0: is this that Nichols State could be good or is this that LSU might be bad this year
1: I think it's I, I think it's an in-state uh, little guy trying to punch up at the at Big Brother. LSU sleepwalking and Nichols catching them off guard. Nickel, nickel. Let's keep an eye on Nichols. They might have some something to say later. But that's that, that's a good win on the road. LSU. I, I I don't think they'll challenge for the SEC, but they're a good second tier team in the in uh in the league. They're probably they're probably a tournament team, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. It's, it's early. But again, in state rivalry, little brother catching big brother off guard, and uh, they got the Duke at the buzzer, big time, big time shot. Monmouth beat
0: West Virginia, 73-65 on the road. Some kid named Xander Rice scores 30 for Monmouth. Almost like he's the coach's kid or something. And that now is the biggest underdog victory of the season. They were a 20-point dog. So put Monmouth,
1: leader in the clubhouse, biggest upset of the yeah, didn't have West Virginia uh, doing the job there, but Monmouth there's there's a buzz around Monmouth this year. Just just keep keep an eye keep an eye on Monmouth. I I think they've uh, they got their mojo back.
0: And finally, Arizona goes to Cameron and beats Duke 78-73. Caleb Love makes the final two free throws to close the door on the Dukies. How good did it make you feel to have Duke not only lose at home but have it be Caleb Love who did the job to them?
1: Look, it was you know, it was just time for a new in a new piece of scenery for Caleb Love. Caroline and Caleb Love came to an amicable departure. Caleb Love spoke about his love for for Carolina. Said he'll always be a Tar Heel. All that stuff in the post game. He hit the he hit the running buzzer beater at the end of the first half. Made four critical free throws against Duke down the stretch. Not the first time he's hit big shots and big free throws down the stretch. Against Duke, and then came out with the ball in the fi- in Duke's final uh, full court attempt, and threw the ball ahead for the climatic dunk uh, to put the final margin on the board. You know, it's, it's really really fun to see Duke uh, lose a home game. You remember when they were hawking that non conference road or non conference home winning streak all, all those years? Because because I think they played like two ranked teams over the whatever the course of it was. Games like that are won. Why they didn't do these, You know why they didn't bring anybody in. They'd only play teams neutral site and whatnot. They would never do home and home. Credit John Shire. I, I don't credit Duke often. Big time credit to John Shire for setting this home and home up. They return the favor and go to the desert next year. Yeah, Duke lost the game. It was a fantastic basketball game. And the Dukies will be better because of this loss. Months down the road, so look out! Look out for for Duke. That was a that was a high caliber basketball game for the first week of the season. I was highly entertained.
0: Yeah, that really was. It was good to see Arizona and Duke in early November on campus throwing haymakers at each other. Was fantastic. Let's take a look at some highlights of the schedule coming up for the college hoops. Today starts the Gavit Invitational. Uh, Michigan and St. John's are playing Xavier and Purdue. Then Tuesday, you got Wisconsin and Providence, 3 p.m., Fox Sports 1. That's a Vegas time. Marquette and Illinois are at 5, and Iowa Creighton are at 7. All those are on Fox Sports 1. Of course, on Tuesday, you've also got the Champions Classic, Michigan State and Duke at 4, Kentucky and Kansas at 6.30. Both those games are on
1: ESPN. Always, always a good doubleheader early in the season. Oftentimes, it works out where this is actually the season opener for every. It got bumped a, bumped a week this time. As always, I hope the first game goes into overtime so it'll bump the college football playoff committee's stupid. Oh, that's right. Yes. As always, I root for the first game to go to overtime.
0: On Thursday, both the Myrtle Beach and the Charleston, I think they're both classics tournaments begin. At Myrtle Beach, oddly enough. The best two teams are facing each other in the first round, and that game is on ESPN Plus, while the others are on either the U or the Deuce. Furman, Liberty, on ESPN Plus at 4 p.m. Winner of that game probably wins the tournament. Probably. Right. And then the Charleston Classic features Houston. They're the third game of the night, 3.30 Vegas time on ESPN 2.00. That Houston-Utah game could be fun in the second round. The other half of the bracket, wide open. St. John's, North
1: Absolutely. Texas, Dayton, and LSU. We'll see if Patino and the Johnnies can uh, can get some juice going. I heard a, there was a lot of chatter from the Johnnies in the offseason. I'm waiting to see if they can uh, back up all that talk.
0: On Friday, a couple games I'm interested in. Grand Canyon plays San Francisco on CBS Sports at 6, uh, part of the Arizona tip-off. And late night Xavier plays Washington on ESPN two, part of the Continental Tire Tournament. That
1: Friday slate is uh Is that Friday? What's, That's the, what's a Friday the seventeenth is the seventeenth is Friday, right? Yes. Okay, make sure I'm not losing my freaking mind here. Um oh, no it's San Tuesday, Diego. Mike. It's Tuesday. What what's who? What? <laughs> see you can you can get me on any of this shit 13 14 15 16 17. yes the 17th is friday san diego state saint mary's head-to-head in vegas that's a big time game out west and sneaky late game sneaky late game belmont at arizona let's see if arizona uh, i've got it on the pac-12 network hey, on did, the pac-12 network
0: do, do you have do you have san diego state and saint mary's on tv I don't have TV for that. Got to, that game's gotta be on TV somewhere. That, that's what, yeah, I haven't seen a TV schedule for that. I haven't either. I, other than it might be on like the Plus.
1: It looks the like plus, it's time yeah. to buy the
0: Plus for a few months.
1: Well, it, well, if you know, well, you said Gonzaga was going to the Big Twelve. St. Mary's isn't going to the Big Twelve. San Diego State's still trying to get in the Big Twelve. Maybe if it was a Big Twelve game, you know, it would be on the Plus. But you know, well, that, no, just, that's only
0: West Virginia.
1: Only, West, only Virginia. West Virginia. The West Virginia Sports Network. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then on Monday, the Maui Classic begins. The Sunshine Slam goes. The Fort Myers goes. So on Monday, while we're recording, it's a whole new set of tournaments starting up again.
1: It's the beginning of Feast Week. Maui starts up. It's going to be Maui's got a good, good field Man this year does too. It. It's loaded out west. We're going to be fired up for that. And, first, uh, we'll see what first, happens.
0: the first round games are Tennessee against Syracuse. Purdue against Gonzaga, my God! Jeez. first round game for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, Kansas plays Chaminade and then Marquette and UCLA. Loaded, freaking loaded field. They need to tamp that down just a bit so Chaminade at least has a chance to be competitive again.
1: What a Chamin- Chaminade, look, here's the deal. Chaminade is playing the number one team in the nation. Has Chaminade ever beat the number one team in the nation. Oh, wait! Yes, they Virginia. have. So yes, Virginia! They have a shot. How long ago is Ralph that Sampson. Is I mean, do, do kids even remember that? I, don't, it's like, it's four, I think this might be the 40-year anniversary. Oh, is it? Is it? Let's see. 30, maybe last year was the 40-year anniversary. Samson, wait, wait a minute. Sampson was there. Yeah. And Sampson was gone when Virginia was made the Cinderella run to the Final Four. So now in 40 years, it must have been last year. Oh, that means we're starting
0: to come up on great 40-year anniversaries of NCAA final finish. Oh, yeah. That's what made the NCAA tournament what it is that run in, uh, in the early
1: to mid-'80s. You had, it's in succession, you had Carolina-Georgetown, NC State winning at the buzzer. You had Georgetown finally coming back and beating that great Houston team in '84. Nova Georgetown. You had Louisville beating Duke in the final in 86. That was five. Sl- no, that wasn't
0: slime and Jamma. That was uh,
1: Purvis Ellison. Purvis Ellison. Keith Smart winning at the buzzer, Indiana over Syracuse. Danny and the Miracles in 88. Oh, man. Then you had Michigan and Seton Hall going to overtime in 89. Which was the Fab Five. And, and, just, and then uh, UNLV killing Duke. I mean, just, just a, a decade of, of, of great stuff. So what did you just roll through there? What was that, 84 to 90? 82 to 90. 82 I gave you nine 90. years. We didn't talk about what happened in the 10th year. <laughs> All right,
0: let's get back to the football field briefly. Talking speak,
1: Speaking of a decade of dominance here, let's let's go back to the football field. <laughs> yeah,
0: briefly, Alabama beats Kentucky 49-21. Alabama wins their division, blah, 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 blah.
1: Alabama, Georgia, SEC title game lined up here. We you know we, we 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 talked about you know the possible demise of Alabama earlier this year, but man, they figured it out. They they've sort of they've they've tweaked the playbook to to lean into Milrose's strengths here. I I I can't write off Nick Saban, but man, a, a hell of a blowoff would be you know, Bama, Georgia three in the SEC title game and see if. Uh, Alabama can win the rubber match. Georgia hasn't lost since Bama beat them in the SEC title game two years ago. It's 25 games or whatever it is. Be a hell of a rematch.
0: Yeah, it not, like it not, not happening. Sorry, just not happening. Not this We'll year. see. Texas A&M fires Jimbo Fisher. They're expected to
1: pay out $76 million. Hey, let's, let's give all of the credit deserved and earned to the Texas A&M boosters who took this like men and didn't go out and and leak leak story, leak fake stories uh, and trying to get Jimbo fired with cause. They just, they just took their stupid buyout like men and just swallowed it all $76 million of it. So
0: the funny thing is, is that happened the day after A&M beat Mississippi state 55 10 to become bowl eligible. Imagine if he lost. Not
1: the only team this weekend who who got a big uh, a big blowout win and then shit-canned their coach the next day, but we'll get to that in a minute. By the way, the average margin of victory in SEC games
0: this week was 31.3 points. Oof. Brutal. We really don't need to talk about the SEC anymore. Until the SEC
1: title game. Yeah.
0: ACC, Louisville struggles, but they beat Virginia 31-24. Virginia, shockingly, had a 21-14 lead going into the fourth quarter and couldn't hold on to it. So uh, Louisville's in. Florida State beats Miami of Florida 27-20. Florida State's in as well.
1: I, think, I, I don't think Louisville is officially in, but there'd have to be all sorts of stupid things to happen for Louisville not to be in. Oh, stupid so. things. So you want to talk about North Carolina and Duke now? Oh, Jesus Christ. Do we have to? First of all, by the way, you've got this written on the format sheet and I do think it uh it, it deems uh repeating. Tyler Van Dyke got benched. Like he didn't I'm not even sure he started the game. Got benched. Came back in after backup Emory Williams got hurt stretching for a dramatic fourth down as Miami desperately tried to keep a game-tying drive alive. And Van Dyke proceeded to run the most pathetic two-minute drill I've ever seen. It was absolutely atrocious. I mean, they had a false start at one point that didn't stop the clock because the clock was running. And then he just proceeded to let like three quarters of the play clock continue to run off before snapping the ball (laughs) while they need 75 yards to tie the game. Threw the ball all over the place. Couldn't do anything. And then threw the interception uh, that clinched the game for Florida State. High comedy. But speaking of high comedy, that was nothing to the extent of the battle for the victory bell in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, as some team... Coming in as an earlier in the week, a 14, 14 and a half. I've got it written down. 14. 14 and a half point favorite against the banged up rival Duke Blue Devils coming down the road. Line moved before the kickoff about four points. And I'm trying to figure out why it was because Riley Leonard didn't suit up. So Carolina's a double-digit favorite at home against a team with a backup quarterback. And Carolina proceeded to blow not one, but two double-digit leads. One in each half and needed a desperate, just mind-blowing 40-second just let's pray and get down the field drive from Drake May in his last home game to get the game tying field goal as time expired in regulation swap field goals in the first overtime carolina scored on a drake may scramble for the touchdown second overtime got the two point conversion duke obviously scores in their end of the two uh, of the second overtime but the the two point conversion is a little is a little hot and and, and I, I was I I broke the bleach out I broke the bleach out uh, on Saturday night, it was bad. It was it, the fact that we're do, we're still doing this is absolutely ridiculous. This is a backup quarterback you're playing for God's sake. Special teams for Carolina was a shit show. It, it was just horrible. It was horrible. Uh, I, I do not know why I continue to put myself through this week in and week out. No matter how, Carolina won, it's great. Why this game went to freaking double overtime and we needed all of that drama to win a game when, again, you're a two-touchdown favorite at home. Why did we have to go through all of this extra stuff to get the win? Hell of a scene afterward. The fans were like, screw it. We don't give a shit. This is, the, this is probably the peak of the program right here. Drake's not coming back next season. We don't have an NFL quarterback for next season. We're not going to do all this other stuff next season. Hell, we just beat our big rivals. Let's storm the field and have a, a and have a party. They did it. They had Drake May up on the ACC Network set uh, afterwards. It was Carolina porn. It was fantastic. It was a hell of a scene. It was fun. It was fun. It was stupid. I'm never doing it again.
0: So... I'm getting back from a bi- from a birthday dinner with my significant other. We're getting ourselves into the house and we're gonna go out back, have some wine, enjoy the enjoy the, the night. And all of a sudden I get this text from Mikey and it's pure no context Mikey. All I get is a photo of his face with a bleach bottle in his mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit, what did North Carolina do now?
1: <laughs> they were up thirteen to nothing blew that lead Duke took the lead 14 13 before the half. and then they were up 26 to 14 in the fourth quarter and blew that lead. I mean just, I mean it, it, what do you do with that? Apparently God. drink bleach. yes.
0: and by the way for, up another for those round who, too who, who, for for those whom the bleach comment is out of context. there was a kid was it last year or two years ago? Or was it even longer it was longer ago, ago than that? Who it was like before the a, a pandemic? Basketball upset. Do you remember who it was? Oh. I don't. But after a basketball upset, is running around the court with a bottle of bleach. And he's just swinging from this bottle of bleach. It was
1: classic. Made a great I want to say name. it was like Illinois State or Southern Illinois. Maybe it was the Salukis. I can't remember. I thought it was somebody like up in the in the Horizon or or, or something like that.
0: Absolutely classic. So, yeah, when uh, when your team's done something fantastic, you drink bleach.
1: No, this wasn't doing anything fantastic, though. This is complete opposite. My God, just stirring up rum and Clorox all day long. I can't do it anymore, buddy. I cannot.
0: In the American Conference, Tulane, SMU, Texas, San Antonio, Memphis all won. Although it took Tulane quite a while, they barely escaped Tulsa 24-22.
1: You know, with with Air Force's struggles, we don't know what we got with Liberty. Tulane, it's like right there. All they got to do is run it out and take care of business, and they've kind of played with their food here in the last few weeks. And they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna play this all the way out to the gun here. It looks like so. I
0: got a solution. Keep an eye us. on the Green Wave, James
1: Madison. Let Obviously. Madison play. So stupid.
0: In the Sun Belt, if you take james madison out of the equation you got a hell of a division breakdown coastal carolina beat texas state 31 23 they hold the current edge in the sun belt east when you take madison out of the equation they're five and two they have a win over app state but they have to host madison last game of the season november
1: 25th james madison ran it up on ccu end of the end of the year last year at home That might be a circle of the calendar game for the chance. I'm just saying. App State beat Georgia
0: State 42-14. They're 4-2 now. Uh, They're at Madison this week. And then Georgia Southern, last game of the season. They've lost to Coastal and Old Dom. They really need to win this game to have any
1: hope of staying in the Sunbelt chase. You got to think that after you know they the App State was kind of the darling last year after after going undefeated all through September last season and winning the the game against Troy on the Hail Mary while game day was there because I know the Appalachian State won every single one of their games in September last year uh, they were kind of the darling of the Sun Belt and they've gotten they've gotten trump card this year by by James Madison you got to think that's a you know little chip on the shoulder there I wonder how App's going to go up there and uh. And challenge the Dukes this weekend. That'll this weekend. be a fun game, yeah. Uh, Georgia Southern
0: lost to Marshall, but somehow they're still in the running. If Madison can beat both App State and Coastal, and then Southern beats Old Dominion and App State, Georgia Southern actually kind of has things in their own control. Just
1: have to just have the ineligible team take care of business. Exactly. Sport. That's like having the. The, the heel not really the manager it, it's like the, the the other heel wrestler who doesn't have a manager's license he doesn't even work here that's when you bring in Abdul <laughs> the butcher you know for, you by know, the way months. by the way he doesn't work here that uh that anniversary was like this past weekend oh was of, it of, of, yeah I, 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 I saw, wait, wait wait which one yeah. are you
0: talking about Lex Luger or I'm talking the I'm talking Midnight I'm talking Express? with,
1: with when Paul Lee brought the original Midnight's okay, back to okay. back to NWA eighty, it was like thirty five years. It was it was a hell of a deal. I, I think I think Corny's Corny's revenge promo the next week. I think yesterday was the anniversary. Oh, of that. The, and that, blood, the man bloody Cornette white showed shorts, some yeah. fire in that. Yes,
0: fantastic.
1: Hey, by the way, also in the
0: Sun Belt, Old Dominion actually still has hope. They need to beat Georgia Southern and Georgia State. Hope for a Madison victories. They've beaten App State. They lost to Coastal, but I think
1: they still have some tiebreakers. Do we need the Sunbelt East Matrix of Death? I didn't foresee this happening, but man, we might have some bonus content on Wednesday. We'll see. In the Mountain
0: West, San Jose State. Put themselves back in the running. They beat Fresno State 42-18. Psst. Kyrie Robinson runs for 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Kind of coming out that of nowhere. A it's a stunner. This guy's a little scat back who is great with the ball out of the backfield, you know, on little screen routes. But, my God, 200 yards on the ground. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, did not see did not see that one coming. That, op- again... Air Force loses, Fresno loses, San Jose State gets the win here. Boise somehow hangs around. They whooped up New Mexico the other night and then fired Andy Avalos the next morning. Oh, uh, they're going my. with the defensive. They're going with the defensive coordinator as the interim for the uh, for the end of the year. It sounds like Genti's out. McCormick announced his uh, intention to entering the transfer portal. It's a shit show in Boise right now, but somehow they've still got a chance to uh, hang around and maybe make something of this. Oh boy, yeah, there we go. Yeah.
0: Uh, By the way, going back to that Fresno State game, Mikey Keene left the game again midway through the second quarter, did not return. So Mm. uh, it looks like it might be Logan Fife time again
1: at Fresno. Might be.
0: Conference USA, New Mexico State beats Western Kentucky 38-29. It's going to be Liberty and New Mexico State in the Conference USA title game
1: wow that's
0: a great story man coming from i believe winless two years ago to a bowl game last year to the conference usa
1: title game good on you aggies i like it
0: and sam houston state finally gets a victory over an fbs opponent 42 27 over louisiana tech finally
1: good on you bearcats
0: uh, Kevion Gaither, returning interception 45 yards for the game clincher, he did hold on to the ball through the end zone.
1: <laughs> Thank goodness.
0: Hey, and by the way, as far as worst teams in FBS, it took a week for the statistics to catch up as far as staggering is concerned, but Kent State is now your worst team in the nation. Well, let's see, a full seven-tenths of a point worse than Massachusetts.
1: Good Lord.
0: So let's get to this week's schedule. It starts on Tuesday. Maction, Maction, blah, 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 blah. Nothing really to write home about until Friday. Friday, 6 p.m. Vegas time, ESPN2, South Florida at Texas San Antonio. Let's see which South Florida team shows up. If it's the good one, San Antonio has trouble on their hand.
1: Big game for the roadrunners there.
0: And then just because you love to hate on them, At 7.30, late-night get-back on Friday night, Fox Sports 1, Colorado at Washington State. The business
1: needs heels. Simple as that.
0: Although, Washington State's kind of been in free fall. But, you know, there's nothing better to stop a free fall than a Colorado Buffalo defense.
1: On the road in November in Pullman, Washington. Yeah, exactly.
0: On Saturday, the 9 a.m. slate, there's a few good games. SMU at Memphis, probably the best one on ESPN2. Louisville at Miami of Florida on ABC. Shockingly, there's a one-point spread here. How can Louisville be only a one-point favorite over Tyler freaking Van Dyke?
1: He's the number one you know, quarterback prospect in the nation, right? First-round draft pick, all that stuff. And now he's starting. He wasn't As of a week ago, he wasn't starting. Now he's starting again.
0: He just ran the most pathetic two-minute drill (laughs) I've ever seen, quote-unquote.
1: God, that was horrible. It was
0: horrible. I promise you it was horrible. On the U, Harvard, Yale, for old-time fans. There you go. At 11.30, on the Pac-12 Network. Jeez, Larry Scott, man. Arizona, Utah, on the Pac-12 Network. Come on. I mean, that's like putting Duke and Virginia on the CW network.
1: Oh, it is <laughs> at noon. Oh, I, thought, I thought it was Duke-Virginia Duke basketball. They're <laughs> just delegating that to, to CW. Come on. At 1230 Vegas time on
0: CBS, Georgia, Tennessee. At the same time on ABC, UCLA, USC. And the game you really need to watch on CBS Sports, UNLV at Air Force.
1: Hey, you, you you totally you totally skipped over the game. I'm totally not watching uh, on the mothership. Some team on the road. I'm shocked. I actually after all the drama and shit this week, I'm shocked that Carolina is actually an underdog for the first time. I can maybe, maybe it might be the first time all season they've been a dog. Uh, six and a half points to Clemson. Clemson, we're, we're buying stock in in the Clemson football program after uh, Dabo Dabo talk all that shit after they. Uh, they kicked the crap out of somebody this week. It doesn't matter who, but they'll probably kick the crap out of some team, too. They should. Is the UCLA-USC UC, game, is that going to be blue on red? Or are they going to play the color versus color? Because they should. That's they they should. They should. Okay. Does Tennessee have anything for Georgia? No. Okay. Tennessee had nothing good. for Missouri. That's a good point. Missouri kicked the crap out of them, yeah. And by the way, on Fox Sports
0: 1, your Big Ten West champions, Iowa, hosting Illinois. Shoot me now, the total's 31 and a half. God, come on. At 1 p.m. on the SEC Network, New Mexico State travels to Auburn. They're about a three-touchdown dog. Be interesting how long they can stay in that game.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Auburn killed Arkansas. Again, every SEC game was a blowout this weekend. Uh, I wonder if Auburn gets caught looking ahead to, to Bama next week.
0: At 3.30 Vegas time, again, Pac-12 Network, Cal Stanford the big
1: game. Last time on the Pac 12 network. That's going to be on the ACC network next season. God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> ACC, ACC legends John Elway and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Berkeley ACC and
0: Palo Alto on the Atlantic Coast Conference <laughs> network. Ha <laughs> ha. Tremendous. Cal is four and six and has a shot at getting bowl eligible, which would be a really great comeback for the way they started the season. No kidding. At four, you got Kansas State at Kansas, Matrix of Doom in effect. That's on Fox Sports One.
1: Yeah, big game there for the Matrix of Doom. We've got some tiebreaker uh, implications here.
0: At 4 30, you got Washington at Oregon State on ABC. Again. Crazy line here. Oregon State is a one-point
1: favorite. Vegas knows. Vegas knows. I
0: know that's scary, man. The late-night games aren't that great. At five p.m. on Fox, it's Texas at Iowa State, as well on the oh, ACC. It. Yeah, as well on the ACC network, Syracuse and Georgia Tech both are five and five, fighting for ball eligibility. At seven thirty, New Mexico at Fresno on Fox Sports One, San Diego State at San Jose State on CBS Sports.
1: Yeah, Mountain West implications there.
0: Uh, Yeah, for San Jose State, but I mean otherwise San Diego State's not been that good this no, year No, san
1: diego state's been a band it, it, you mentioned free falls earlier free fall san jose state needs that game yeah and like if fresno needs their game they're big favorites we'll see if both can hold serve
0: yeah and it's not like there's even a rivalry between san diego and san jose frankly san jose nobody is a rival with san jose because san jose as a city is just awful <laughs> see it's amazing i i I, I, I could love on that university, but by God, that city is trash. <laughs> That's all I got, man. We'll come back on Wednesday. We're going to, again, talk about a winning week that we had and hope to continue it with more guaranteed
1: winners. Absolutely. I have nothing else for the listening audience. I think we covered covered enough and then some.
0: Well, let's see. So what, what, what do we got
1: this week here?
0: Famous Fired head coaches?
1: No, hang, hang, hang on. Oh, hang I, on. I, I, I
0: can, I can see the gears working in Mikey's brain.
1: Hang on. Famous Clorox nice.
0: overdoses.
1: Look, you, you can't just sit here and just, you know, just, just run, run down, run down the good name of, of these cities. Look, for Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe WWE superstar Bailey, Brent Burns, Danny Heatley. Arthur's Erbe, all those great San Jose <laughs> Sharks. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll be back Wednesday with the Big 12 Matrix of Doom. And God knows what else. We're making picks. We're making money. And we're doing it right here on Sixth Year Seniors.